you know that those good interactions really leave you with the warm and fuzzies. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis Jesse. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. armed forces in any way. Hi, peeps. Really excited, as always, right? I am always excited to be with you all. And today is no different. Listen, I just want to let y'all know a little heads up, that we are winding down this season. That is correct. We are going to, as we did last year, take a little break in a little while. We have a couple of more episodes left of season two, but we're going to take a little winter break. So I just want to let my faithful listeners know that we are winding down this season, but it's been a fantastic season, has it not? Okay, and um, with that, let's just roll into what we need to do, y'all, at the beginning, which is to jump into this book that I read, and I'm going to be honest with you all, I have had this book on my shelf for at least a couple of months, I want to say, and it was a gift. Someone gave me this gift of a book, which I think is a fantastic gift, and this book is Intimations by Zadie Smith. And I think this is probably the first time that I'm going to be reviewing a book of essays and is a very short book. I want to say it's less than 100 pages, small book. And let me just say a little bit about the author, Zadie Smith. This book is 2020. Okay. Came out in 2020. And the author is a novelist and essayist, and she has several novels. This is, I think the first that I've read of her, although I've heard of Zadie Smith before, okay? Her name is well-known. She's well-respected. And I was excited to just pick up something different. I have been reading mostly novels. And as you all know, I've been reviewing those novels here on the podcast. But I needed something a little short. I'm just going to be honest with (laughs) y'all. I needed something a little shorter to get through this week because I've been doing a ton of traveling, having a great time, living my best life. But I still wanted to read something and review it for you all because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I make good on my promises, okay? So I did read this book, completed this past week, and it is a book of essays. So for those who enjoy essays, this one is for you all. My words are existential, compassionate, city-centric. Okay, so this book existential and it came out in 2020 and this book is the essays are all in some way touching upon the human existence and specifically during the early parts of the pandemic right so this book it seems like she really wrote it around April March April May of 2020 so we didn't even get to late 2020 and all all that went on and trying to get a vaccine and all that but she focuses on the human condition, okay? I want to say there was, I mean, if she said the word pandemic, it was probably twice in the whole book. Really, it was about the human condition and her essays were really existential. What does it mean to exist? 
What does it mean to exist in community? What does it mean to stop existing as one used to exist? And I mean, in this particular book, she goes through a lot of philosophic thought. And a lot of times I had to go back. I remember going back and saying, let me read that paragraph again. That was deep. That was very deep. And what I know of her as a writer is that she is very deep and she, in her writings and her novels and her essays, really speaks to a lot of things such as race and origin and class and society. So you see all of this in her essays. It's very existential. It makes you reflect on life yourself. It definitely made me reflect on her words of what I was going through at that time in history, right? Having, you know, just those thoughts of what I was experiencing where I was. So it's existential, very philosophic. Also compassionate. There are those essays that she's very existential. And then there are some essays that she focuses on a specific person in her community and her interactions with that person. And it always relates to a larger theme, but it's compassionate in its view of humans, how fragile we are, how cyclical we are, how erratic we can be, how free we can be, how chained up we can be in bondage, you know? So, but it's, it's compassionate. The, the essays where she particularly focuses on a particular person and she's really a lot, a lot of it, and I'll get to that in the third word. She's in New York City for part of this. And she talks about what she sees in New York City and just those reflections of the people, they're compassionate. And then the last word I have is city centric. And I was going to use the word urban, but urban gets misconstrued a lot in conversation. And it's, you know, sometimes coded language. And I did not want to be unclear when I say city centric. I really mean it feels like the reflections of someone who lives in a large metropolis during the beginning stages of COVID. And I remember where I was. I was in Massachusetts in a small town, not a small, small town, but a a town nevertheless. And it wasn't, you know, New York City, it wasn't Philadelphia, it wasn't even Houston, you know. It was a town north of Boston, and I remember what it meant and what it felt like to be isolated there. But this this collection of essays, it really feels city-centric. I really feel like people who live in cities or who have lived in cities, and I have lived in New York City before, so I, I can relate to it in that way. But it felt like what it feels like to be in a city full of people and then also to be isolated the sights and sounds, the people. So that was interesting just to be transported back into that type of landscape and seeing it from her eyes. So once again, the book is Intimations by Zadie Smith. Came out in 2020. It is a book, a collection of essays, very short, short read. Read it, you can read it, you know, within an hour, really. And once again, my words are existential, compassionate, city-centric, Check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Y'all, have you ever heard of a foreign military discount? Okay, listen, 
So let me just go into my story. We have been traveling. My husband and I have been traveling quite a bit recently. Y'all, you know, we have been down to visit our families in the South. We have been around here in Washington State going places. And y'all, I was able to, you know, do a little nudging. And I convinced him to take his last bit of leave so that we can go to Victoria, British Columbia. Now that's in Canada, okay? And if you are stationed in the Washington, I would say the Western Washington areas or somewhere around Seattle, more than likely you in conversation will be talking to someone about going to Victoria if you're the type of person who likes to travel, that is. So I heard about Victoria. I knew nothing about Victoria before now. You know, when I thought about major cities in Canada, I thought about Montreal, I thought about Toronto, and then I thought about Vancouver, never Victoria. And y'all, it was a treat. It was a true treat. And one of my good friends, shout out to my friend Joy, she said that Victoria was beautiful. And I understood what she meant when we went there and we had the the full experience, as full as you could have it in two days. But we we really do a lot in our vacation. So we went there. But y'all, we went to this place called Bouchard Gardens, which is a beautiful, beautiful garden area that is well laid out. And it even in the late fall, okay, because I wasn't sure what we we're going to be able to see in October. I was thinking springtime is probably beautiful for flowers. Summertime is probably beautiful. I'm not sure what will be in bloom in late fall in Victoria. So even northern, right, north from where I am right now. And y'all, there was so much to see. Everything in bloom and the workers were out there. And I have never been to a garden area where the workers were like actively pulling up flowers, tilling the soil. They were planting. I mean, that was a very busy garden. I could see why it's so expensive to go. But y'all, speaking of it being expensive... We were the night before at a dinner and we went to one of those kind of hibachi type grills, like a Japanese hibachi type grill and had a good time. The people we sat at the little grill with, they were all Canadian and they were super friendly, super friendly. I mean, they were asking all kind of questions and talking about themselves and talking, asking us about us. And they know so much about America, y'all. We, we could do better. We we really could do better about knowing about different cultures and different countries and their sports teams and their actors and actresses. Y'all, I cannot, I can't tell you, you know, the most famous sports teams in Canada. But anyway, right, we said anything we said, you know, where we were born or where we grew up and they knew the sports team. So I thought that was really interesting. But anyway, they were very friendly And they gave us some fantastic recommendations on where to go. They gave us some great advice about what to see. And one of the nuggets that one of the couples, the guy who was in the Canadian military, and I want to say it was Navy as well, he said that you can go to these gardens for free. And really, it was his girlfriend who said that. He was a little shy. But the girlfriend was very very talkative. And she said, oh, if you're going there, I think you can show your military card and, 
and it's like free or something. And she said, I'm, I'm not sure if it's for just Canadian military, but you can try, right? And they were, it was just so cute how friendly they were. And so, y'all, we went the next day and I told my husband, let's remember to ask if we can get this discount with your military card. Now, keep in mind, we are in Canada. We are in a different country, y'all. Completely, I mean, different currency. Everything is different. It's a very different country. And yet, we thought, okay, this person said we should try. So I was like, let's try. And do you know that when we got to the gates of this Bouchard Gardens, they said, oh, yes, yes, sir. He looked at the ID very carefully and he said, you can get a foreign military discount. Y'all, I was like, what? You've got to be kidding me. I have never heard of such things, but indeed they had it. So if you ever go up there and you are active duty or your spouse is active duty or someone you're with is active duty, make sure that they bring their ID, right? And they can get in for half price. Wasn't a full free discount, but half price, y'all, most places in the U.S. is 10%. That's 50%. We got a better discount out of the country than we we do in a lot of places within the country. So, y'all, that 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 was just so so inviting. And I told y'all that the people with, that we were at the table with for dinner, they were so friendly. I mean, when we were out on the streets, to, at the hotel, people were just so friendly. And I said, you know what? These Canadians are much more friendly than even Northern Americans. You know, Americans up in the north. I mean, they were just so open and friendly. And y'all, it really got me to thinking. Soft diplomacy really does build good relationships. And I have not talked about this at length, but I was a Fulbright scholar back in 2014, 2015. So I lived in China as a research scholar. So this is way before this military spouse life, y'all. I'm going way back, okay? But Part of the Fulbright program is is funded by the Department of State and IIE, and it's really meant to bring in people from the U.S., and there's an inverse as well. People from outside of the country come to the U.S., but it's really meant for people to either be teachers for a year or a little bit less than a year or to do research. And I did research in China, and the idea is to have that soft diplomacy and it was a fantastic experience. Fulbright came after World War II. So there was this interest in building good relations between countries. And you do that with, quote unquote, hard diplomacy, you know, actual diplomats coming together and making decisions and policies and all of that. But you also need the people of the countries to come together and have good feelings about one another. And it made me think about that, y'all, going back in these almost almost 10 years ago now, but how I created these good relationships with people in China, with my friends in China, who, you know, after I left, hopefully they said, you know, Americans are not that bad. And for me, for sure, I was like, oh, wow, I've met so many fantastic people in China, so much that I've learned and taken from and hopefully added to this country and the beautiful people that I've met, beautiful Chinese people and even people who are international in China. It was fantastic. And y'all, I got me to thinking, just being able to go over to Canada 
you know, and to have these great conversations with Canadians and then to get this foreign military discount from a Canadian gardens, which is known across the region as a beautiful garden. And I mean, really, it is, it's worth the price. I mean, honestly, it's worth the price of admission. Once you go in, you'll see what I mean. But y'all, all of that together, that was diplomacy. And yes, and I imagine for those who are listening, who have lived abroad, who you've lived overseas, or you've spent an extended amount of time overseas, you know that those good interactions really leave you with the warm and fuzzies, right? You go to Italy and you have a fantastic time and where you stay is great. Your neighbors are great. Everyone's friendly. You're like, ah, I love Italy. But if you go, you know, to Portugal and you have an awful time and everyone's rude and cold you're like, oh, couldn't stand Portugal. I, don't, I would never go back, right? And so, y'all, it just really got me to thinking, I mean, between the friendly people and the military discount, the foreign military discount, that's fantastic. And I love that piece. Just being able to experience that good, soft diplomacy was fantastic, y'all. And so if you do get a chance to go out to Victoria, British Columbia, I would say 10 out of 10 would recommend and uh, get that discount too. Okay, y'all, moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I have for you Flash Fiction, and this one is entitled The Reunion. Chandra switched off her car engine and checked her lipstick in the rearview mirror. Ruby Red felt cliche for the first date, but she blossomed as soon as she glimpsed the bright hue on her bow-shaped puckers. She was early for her blind date, so Chandra practiced her facial expressions in a mirror. Listening face. Intrigued face. Laughing face. Hysterically laughing face. Well, maybe she saved the hysterical laughter for the second date. If there was a second date. At 37... She'd been through the awkward high school dates and the college hookups and mid-twenties nightclub search. She'd had two serious relationships, one ending amicably at 25 and the other brokenheartedly at 33. She'd been introduced to purportedly good guys who in the end weren't looking for anything serious. She'd been pursued by creepy colleagues about whom she spent time in HR. And she'd gone on several first dates spawned by dating app matches that all eventually fizzled out either on her end or the guys. Chandra had met men at networking events and kids' birthday parties and mixers for young professionals. And no connection, absolutely no one she'd hedged her bets on, had made it down the aisle with her thus far. About this time last year... Chandra would have said she'd given up on love, that she needed to focus on other aspects of her life in full spring instead of trying to revive this winter season of romance she was experiencing. Until now. Because her best friend, fresh off a conference with fellow young business owners in the DMV area, swore she'd found Chandra's soulmate, called her every day about the guy sung his praises in emoji-filled texts about how she'd have little babies with this guy and live happily ever after if only she'd agreed to one blind date. 
Chandra's best friend never shared his name or the name of his business exactly. Just that he was such a sweet and sensitive and ambitious guy. Tired of being harassed nonstop, Chandra rose from her bed and drove two towns over for Saturday morning brunch with a guy so well vetted by her best friend that she claimed he checked every single box. With this encouragement, Chandra replaced her impenetrable stucco wall of doubt for a more welcoming wood fence. This blind date was her unlatching the gate's door. Josh stood and smiled as she approached their table. His right dimple was deep, his brown eyes were deep, and apparently his manners were deeply ingrained as he handed her a bouquet of calla lilies. Chandra craned her neck skyward, he was tall too, and thanked him graciously for the flowers before settling into the seat he offered her. Chandra's heart thudded in her chest, trying to think of the lines she'd rehearsed, but Josh quickly rushed in with a compliment on her yellow and blue dress before teasing her that he might have to end the date right now if she was a Michigan fan. He grew up in Ohio, and they both laughed easy like they teased in this way often. Soon enough, Chandra's face morphed into listening mode as he told her about his nonprofit work. His expression clearly communicated that he, too, had an interested face as she told him about life in the corporate world. And they both laughed. Yes, Chandra even pulled out her hysterically laughing face without even trying. She liked Josh, and she could tell he liked her, too. Brunch is over, but we can keep the party going if you like, Josh said slipping his credit card to the waitress. Chandra nodded. I like that, she replied, unable to hide her grin. I guess you and I are a hit like a bat to a mitt, Josh said, chuckling, pushing his chair back to stand. Like a bat to a mitt? Chandra said. She hadn't practiced her confused face, but it made its appearance nonetheless. Yeah, corny line my granny likes to say, Josh said, shaking his head with bemusement. He stood, but Chandra stayed seated. My grandma says the same thing, she mused. Odd. Wait, did you say you grew up in Ohio? Yeah, my whole family on my dad's side. My mom's family's from Florida, though. Some small town outside of Miami. Browns, Brownsville, Brownsville. Chandra gasped, shooting to her feet and causing Josh to step back in surprise. Her last name isn't Reeves, is it? No. Wait, Ashley, that's her maiden name, Josh said, narrowing his eyes. You know the Reeves family? What's her name, Josh? Chandra said, looking desperately into his eyes now. What is your granny's whole name? Maddie Jo Thomas, formerly Maddie Jo Reeves, he said, crossing his muscular arms across his chest. Wait, are you saying we're cousins? Chandra said, her voice shaking, her whole body shaking. 
your granny and my grandma are sisters. Josh considered this for a few seconds before shrugging it off, but Chandra felt nearly ill with regret. And you two never even met before? Her best friend exclaimed after Chandra told her the story later that evening. No, never. Blowing out a long whistle, her best friend gave her a sympathetic cluck of the tongue before proclaiming, Well, that was one heck of a family reunion. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Check me out, stationwithstories.com. That is a website. Everything is there. All of the flash fiction, if you want to read it for yourself, you can find it there as well as communicating with me. Find that button and send me a message. I would love to hear from you. And of course, X, IG, stationed underscore story. That's where you can find me and all of what's going on in my life. Y'all, make sure that you share the podcast with a friend and um, make sure you leave a comment. Y'all, all the stars and leave a review. I want to know that you are enjoying this podcast. And of course, I will be with you next Monday. This is Station with Stories. And I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps. Station with Stories. That's it.